Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. I am your host, Jessie Fritz. I am a chronic illness advocate and women's empowerment coach. But today's episode is not about me. It is with the wonderful Susie Ray. Susie joined me for an interview all the way across the world in Australia. We chatted through her story with debilitating chronic illness and how that inspired her to start her blog and online community for those struggling with chronic illness. We focused mostly on her experiences with POTS and endometriosis. The most important piece that Susie and I get into in today's episode is how to find hope and positivity in your journey. We chat about the importance of being your own advocate and the little things you can do every day to still live your very best life, which I know we all want to do. Make sure you subscribe to the Chronically Healing Podcast and make sure to leave us a review. These reviews really help the podcast grow, and if you love hearing from us on a weekly basis, growing is what we need. But without further ado, let's jump in to Susie's episode. I have a question for you before we dive into the episode today. Are your chronic health issues interfering with your happiness or are they preventing you from achieving any of your goals? I decided to take back my life from chronic illness and start living my dreams. And as you all know, therapy has been a huge part of that for me. Because of therapy, I have been able to work through some deep emotional and mental healing that has gotten me to where I am today. That's why I'm so, so, so excited to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. My husband recently started using this service, and we've been loving the fully remote option for professional counseling. BetterHelp is an affordable option for online therapy where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist. There will be a special offer for all chronically healing listeners to get 10% off your first month of therapy by going to betterhelp.com healing. That's better H-E-L-P slash healing. I will have that link for you guys in the show notes. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. Now let's jump into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today we have Susie on the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that we finally synced up. You are way across the world from me in Australia. So um, so yeah, I was excited that we were able to get something on the calendar. But why don't we jump right in and you can tell everybody a little bit about who you are and your story. Yeah, so um, I run a blog called Find Your Own Hope, um, and I started it, um, like, I think it was, like, maybe a year or two after becoming bedbound. I was just, I don't know, I was bored and I wanted something to do. Um, I had to, like, drop out of uni and work, so I kind of just wanted a way to connect with people as well because I just felt isolated. Um And yeah, that's how I kind of started it and connected with so many lovely people like yourself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I have a few chronic conditions, um, but like my main ones that affect me are um, chronic fatigue syndrome, endometriosis and POTS syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, but I I have had flares of like other things, but they're pretty under control now. So Yeah. yeah. Can you explain just a little bit about what each of those are, just in case someone doesn't know what they are? Yeah. Um, So endometriosis is when lining similar to the uterus um, grows in other parts of the body, um, which is, you know, unnatural and it can cause a lot of pain and a lot of other symptoms. And it's 
major misconception is it's just like period pain, but yeah. it can like, you know, it destroys like my whole month kind of. Yeah, it's definitely it's- <laughs> not a localized thing. It'd be great if it was, but yeah. for some people it can be. It's something that really varies. Um, so POT syndrome is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which is pretty much when you're intolerant to sitting up and standing for long periods. Um, so like my heart races and there are a bunch of other symptoms that go with that as well. But um, yeah, blood pressure isn't the best. And um, chronic fatigue is kind of, I say, I mean, like it was my first diagnosis and I think it was a bit of a misdiagnosis of the other two. I feel like if they were maybe treated a bit better um, and acknowledged kind of at the start, maybe things with my fatigue wouldn't have gotten so bad. But um, chronic fatigue is just, you know, feeling chronically exhausted all the time, which is definitely different to being tired. But um, yeah, that's the, in a nutshell, that's what they are. Yeah. What is, I mean, basically every symptom that you're mentioning is like everyday things that people wouldn't even think about, like getting up or sitting down or being chronically tired to the point that you're, and I don't think, I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm chronically fatigued. And I'm like, no, (laughs) there's a difference between between just being a tired human who doesn't take care of themselves versus someone with chronic fatigue. So how do you, I mean, you're, you're pretty young. So like, how are you dealing with, um, all of these symptoms that are like really taking a part of each and every day that you have. It's not like for me, mine will flare every now and then, but for the most part, um, on the, on a daily basis, I don't have like some debilitating symptoms like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's similar. I do have worse periods. Um, like they're different, um, times where my symptoms can get so much worse and I can be lucky and have good periods too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to say, um, you kind of just manage, you just like kind of have to, um, I see like personally, I found acupuncture a really big help, Mm. um, with like pain and blood flow as well. And, um, I mean like, you know, I think everyone is pretty much on a better diet after they get sick. Um, (laughs) I eat better. And, um, I see an exercise physiologist um, who, you know, just kind of helps me because with the POTS, um, you kind of have to like retrain your body um, to to sit up and like handle it. Um, yeah. I'm, I am on medication for, for all of these things, so that helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm back at like part-time uni now and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like I think a lot of people will understand this. You just kind of it's sometimes it's two step forwards, you know, three steps yeah. back and you just have to deal with whatever the day comes, you know, like, yeah, it's definitely like an unpredictable thing. Cause you don't know how you're going to wake up sometimes, but yeah. you just have to work with what you got, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's a big reason. Like when I was coming up with the name for this podcast that I named it chronically healing. Cause I think it can like just, it kind of like shows you, your journey. It's not necessarily like 
chronic illness specific. Like you can be a person that doesn't have a chron- any chronic issue and still be chronically healing. Like yeah. you're just every part of your life, you're going through different healings, whether it's emotional or mental or physical. Um, but yeah, like everybody's journey is so different. And it's, it's a long process. Like it's a chronic yeah. process. <laughs> like it yeah. just definitely is. It's just every now and then you, know, you have a setback and you realize something new. Like yeah. you can have an illness for so many years and you can still be finding new symptoms or new, new ways to deal with something. Yeah. yeah. So how did you like start to f- feel symptoms and how did you find out about these things? Because these, at least in the States, they're um, things that people have to fight for years with doctors to even notice if it's a thing. Yeah. Um, so how did that go for you? Yeah, it's, I think it's a bit, we're a bit further behind you guys as well um, because we're just less people. So we just have less prevalence of it. Um, So yeah, my story, like I started getting POTS symptoms um, in preschool and I would complain about it. But as a child, when you can, I couldn't even like put into words what I was experiencing. I just wasn't feeling normal. And it was really brushed aside as like social anxiety and she's just an anxious child and, you know, she doesn't want to go to school. Um, and so you kind of, I kind of fell into that category of, well, that's that sick kid. She's always sick. We can't really do anything about that. Like, yeah. so, and I just kind of, you know, I was like, well, this is, this is, this is just normal. You know, this is my, this is as a kid, you don't really realize other kids don't deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was just like, well, this is just normal. And um, I went along, you know, um, and um, for the POTS, I wasn't diagnosed until I was like bed bound and just wow. I couldn't get out of bed. And um, my mum was like, I was too exhausted. <laughs> my mum was like to my doctor, look, we just want to go to all the specialists just to make sure there's nothing else underlying your chronic fatigue, you know. Um, and yeah, that's how we found out about POTS. They were like, look, I don't think anything's wrong because, you know, everyone gets those basic blood tests and there wasn't nothing like life threatening. So they were just like, well, there's nothing really we can do about that. Um, and yeah, so that's how the POTS came to be. The endo was, um, a similar different story, but we did try and I had bad period pain from day one and um, I went to see a gynecologist and I'm not sure, like she was retiring. I'm not sure if she wasn't up to like date with information, but they didn't know much about the disease and they still don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, look, if you've had bad pain from day one, it's definitely couldn't be endometriosis. That grows over time. Mm-hmm. which is now found out to be that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. Like okay. you can have cells that lay dormant and as soon as you start, you know. Um, but, yeah, so we kind of, you know, she was a specialist. I just kind of took her word and um, it wasn't until last year that I was like, look, I started to ask my friends and then I was like, this isn't normal. Like yeah. I don't think this is normal. Yeah. Um, and I was like, look, I want to go see a gynecologist. I just want to get it checked out. And literally within like 10 minutes, he was like, tell me your symptoms, tell me everything. He was like, I'm 99% sure that you have endo. And I was just like, <laughs> how did I go like so long without like just even looking for this? But once again, they're 
the types of conditions that you need people who specialize in them. Like a general doctor is not going to know the ins and outs of it. Um, and so I think that's how I just majorly got a bit sidetracked and yeah, that's kind of the story. I think you also like normalize your symptoms and I definitely did that. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel that so much, like even with my thyroid issues, they, it was like, you know, I was tired. I was gaining weight. I was, um, I had mood, mood swings, but I was also a senior in college. <laughs> so like all three of those things, yeah. I wasn't sleeping. I was gaining weight cause I was eating way too much like fast food. And like, you know, I could blame all of these things on other things or like, I'm stressed about work. That's why I'm mm -hmm. tired. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, I don't think that normal people are this kind of tired though, but some people will go mm. their whole lives or very long time, not realizing that their symptom is actually like not normal and there's something yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, you can definitely always like, there's always kind of some kind of reason that could be why. Mm. And I think that, yeah, it's definitely a tough thing to just figure out sometimes. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. if you're not, finding like practitioners or just other people that have like the same, even yeah. for me, like I was diagnosed with a thyroid condition. Now it's been almost 10 years now, but they didn't figure out it was autoimmune until like four or five years ago. Um, so I was just like taking a pill every day. I didn't change anything else about my life because my doctor was just like, that's just how you're going to feel forever. And it wasn't until I was like, I don't think this is how you should feel. And then they told me I had the autoimmune version of it, Hashimoto's, but they were mm -hmm. like, they still were very dismissive. The doctors that I had at least were very much like, yeah. oh, you'll, this is just kind of, you're always going to be tired. You're probably always going to struggle gaining weight, like all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, oh, what? <laughs> really um so but it wasn't until I started like researching and finding other people because mm. I didn't even know the world of like like a whole other side of medicine existed like functional medicine naturopaths acupuncturists I didn't even know that they existed <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't until I kind of got into chatting with people that also had thyroid conditions or other chronic conditions that were like oh you should go see a specialist or go see someone in this area that can help with that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I hadn't come across anyone like in like uh, my age or like mm -hmm. in daily life. Um, I think I've only met one person organically, like just by chance that um, has an illness. And I, yeah, I didn't know. And I also wasn't, I wasn't a researcher mm -hmm. and so the doctors would ask me if I like research my conditions um, and they would put it in a way that was like, are you one of those anxious types that like researches their conditions and like, you know, thinks like, you know, thinks they have things they don't have, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I never was, I wasn't a person who researched my conditions, but looking back, I really regret that. Like, if I did research my symptoms, I could have found out sooner. Like I'm not saying believe everything you read online, but like, mm -hmm. I was just like, I was trying to do the right thing 
by like what they thought was the right thing to like, I mean, I was so exhausted. I couldn't be bothered to look up my symptoms, but I just wish that like, I kind of took it more in my own hands and they just made it seem like it was the most like, you know, you shouldn't do that. Like it was just like, it was just like such a weird, weird environment whenever they'd bring up that kind of thing. I was lucky that my mum did a lot of research for me. Um, and she's the one who found like the really great doctors, which I'm so grateful that she did. But like, if I didn't, I could, I would have just like, I don't know, like I would have just dealt with my issues and potentially still be stuck in bed. Like I just, if nothing else had come of it, but I think yeah. they just kind of really make you, can make you feel bad about like trying to advocate for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I found there was a very like, Sorry, I, was, oh, no. I found there's a very, like, fine line between complaining mm. to a realistic extent and, but then they, like, if they, they kind of don't take you seriously. Like, I, and I still have this issue, like, I still downplay my symptoms when I go see someone. I'm just like, because that's how I cope as well. It's like my coping mechanism. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm getting by. Mm-hmm. And then my mum will be like, no, um, she's not, (laughs) she's, she's struggling. Um, so like, it's definitely a coping mechanism, but also there is a very fine line between them thinking you're like crazy and you've, you know, it's all in your head. Mm. Um, I think that's just, that's awful that you can really feel that way just because you complain about how you're legitimately feeling like that's just, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've had very similar experiences where like, I think I had one doctor call me like a Google doctor. So he was just like, Oh, you over there on Google becoming a Google doctor. And I was like, no, I'm just wondering why I feel like this. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah. And I even, I've even had a doctor, like I took myself off of gluten because I had researched somewhere that I should, um, with my condition. And so I did, and I started to feel so much better and I wasn't bloating as much and I had a lot less symptoms. And, and I went to, like a specialist, uh, like a GI specialist and they, He's, he literally was like, no, gluten's a fad. Gluten-free is a fad. He's like, just maybe take yourself off of dairy and like, see what happens. And I was like, but I'm telling you that the only thing that I've changed in my life for the past few months has been going off of gluten and I feel so much better. And you're telling me that that's not happening. And he was like, yeah, it's not gluten. And I was, <laughs> I was like, what? what, what do you mean? So it's just like this, this they just think, I don't know. I don't know what they think. Um, I don't know either. <laughs> and it's kind of like, look, even if you don't, if they, even if they don't believe it, um, like clearly it's worked. So like, I just don't get it. I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's something like cutting out of food or like, um, I don't know, like, you know, some people feel a lot better when they uh, go outside more or they're exercising more or they're doing all these things. And it's like, when a doctor is like almost shaming that, like they're like, no, that's not what's helping. And it's like, but at least they're being healthier. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, at least that's working because what you're providing isn't really much. So yeah. 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 Yeah, It's definitely, yeah. It's a tricky thing. (laughs) Yeah. 
So you said that you started your blog in order because you were bedridden and kind of needed something to do. So what are some of the things that you write about over there and any connections you've made? Yeah, so I, um, I kind of just, it's kind of like a virtual diary in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, any like experiences that I've had or things I've, I had to overcome, um, I would have found it very helpful to have read somebody else's story like that. Um, and we're lucky there is a community that do share that, but I also feel like we need more voices in that community. Yeah. And um, if I had come across something like that, that like really would have helped me. And something I find helpful is talking to other people who have gone through something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can provide that to somebody else, then I would like to do that. Plus it's like a somewhat like therapy to me to be able to write something and just put it out of my mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like an online journal, like you said, kind of like diary, like, plus you, like, I think it's cool in a way to be able to look back on and kind of see different parts of your healing journey. Like we were talking about before, it'll kind of go through waves throughout your life. So like just kind of seeing different things you were going through at that time. Yeah, I definitely would love to, like, I haven't really, but like, I'd love to look back and see what I thought, like when I went through something like pretty difficult, you know, Mm -hmm. like I think, um, I think like reflecting is so important and we grow through it as well. And if I can like look back and see, oh, that's, that's where I was then. And this is where I am now. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I like that aspect. Um, but one of my favorite posts that we did was I just asked a bunch of people on Instagram to tell me like what good habits they mm-hmm. have habits or like hobbies, whatever that they've picked up since becoming sick. And, um, it was like my favorite one. Like I just got all these responses of people telling me, you know, all the different things they picked up and all the positive life changes that they've made. And I just, I just love that. I just love that positive focus on something that is so awful Mm -hmm. and there is good that can come out of it. And um, yeah, that was definitely probably my favorite one of all, (laughs) of all the posts I've ever done. Yeah. I love that. I think that that's like, that's so true. So many people I've talked to too, that like, you know, the things that have changed in their life because of chronic illness have also been like really cool things, you know, like I never yeah. would have started this podcast. <laughs> like I know talking to someone halfway across the world when we're in like social distancing pandemic right now, like, yeah, you know, it's just like, there's so many cool things that people do or, you know, start to do or ways they start mm-hmm. to take care of themselves when this yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. Even like career changes and things like that. Like I definitely changed what I, I started. I changed what I was studying after I got really sick mm. and it's like, it's amazing how, yeah, you kind of can go on a different path for the better. Um, but yeah. Yeah. How did you kind of start to find hope and positivity in your journey because I think like sometimes when you've when you've gotten to the place like we have where we have figured out how to incorporate that into Mm -hmm. our days it's a little bit easier but for someone that's just starting and they feel awful and they're like I'm sorry but I don't feel positive about this (laughs) like so how did you kind of start that um and 
totally like prefacing there's still days that I mean definitely feel like that um it's definitely not like this all the time but um honestly yeah I started it um my sister encouraged me she was like well I actually had a blog like a couple of years prior um but it was like not health related or anything um but my sister was like there there are people on Instagram um who have illnesses and they share their stories like maybe you should try and connect with some people because I was at that stage where yeah I just I had like I felt very isolated I had very like few friends left and very few people that understood and I wasn't really seeing people um so and she was she really like was like you should you should do something you should you should try and you know connect with other people um and yeah, that's how it started. And I kind of just, I wanted to put out like positivity into the online space mm-hmm. um, because that's like that, that's what helped me when I saw other people post about positive things or like when you have like the most awful day, mm-hmm. but you know, you had a nice cup of tea in the sun and I just, I'd love to like just see that other people found good things in their lives too. Um, And I just love that sharing with other people as well who understood it. So I found my hope through really sharing my story to connect with others and um, create some like really good friendships. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those things that you start very small and it eventually like, it gets bigger and it becomes generally these things are like habits and you practice them more or whatever. And yeah, it starts to become more of a way of life than just like an ideal. But Mm. yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's not like every day is sunshine and rainbows, right? Like you're going to have days. I mean, even like last week for me was just like a bad week. I was just not functioning at my full capacity and it was you know it was bleeding into like body like not positivity (laughs) like yeah you know just like all this stuff and I think um I think sometimes when people see other people online who are working through things um they tend to be like oh well I can never be like that because I feel so bad all the time and really Mm -hmm. like you said it it really is like holding on to like one thing, like even if it's just like for me every morning, I love going and sitting in like the little corner of my couch by my window with my dog, with my coffee. Um, And I just, a lot of times I'm half asleep and I'm just like staring out the window, but it makes me so happy. And when I can like Mm -hmm. really, really just be in that moment and be like, wow, like there's a squirrel or there's like a whatever, like the grass is so green today because it rained so much or something like that. Um, when you can like start to hold on to things and then you can start to notice things about your own body. Like, Oh, like when I ate this thing, I felt a little bit better or I had better energy or like when I went for a walk versus, um, I don't know, doing kickboxing, I felt much better because it was, better on my body so like when you can like just start like little little things yeah it's definitely um it's definitely you become more in tune with yourself Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. but yeah I figured 
all I needed was to like find one. Yeah. I was like, I need to just find one thing that kind of keeps me going. And but like, yeah, my, I mean, starting my blog, that was my thing that I felt like was my one thing that kind of gave me a bit of like hope and a bit of purpose, mm-hmm. which is what I felt like I really needed. Yeah. One thing that kind of goes along with that is like, how do you navigate when you might need a break? And like, how are you? I know for me, that was one thing in my healing journey that took a long time and I still struggle um, is like when I need a break or I need to like be kinder to myself because I can't function at the level that some people can some days or even that I can function at on other days, but that can be really hard. So how do you kind of tune into when you need a break? I wish I could say I was good at this, (laughs) but I have the ability to, um, to really like, I don't know if you're, you're probably similar, but I just feel like I'm very kind towards other people and encourage other people to take a break, you know, and just like take a step back and, you know, you've done a lot, just, you know, take a break. Um, And it's something that I'm trying to work on. Mm -hmm. How would I speak to somebody else um, in my situation? Because I think it was something I was better at um, a couple of years ago, especially when I was like starting to really like get back into moving and things like that. I was definitely better at, that I think now that I'm like more stressed with uni, I find it hard to like justify to myself to, to take a break with things. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think my, for me personally, just think about it as if I was talking to somebody else, because I would just be so much nicer and so much more (laughs) encouraging to somebody else. Um, but yeah, it's, I think, I think it's, you've just got to be in touch with your body. and start to notice the signs before it gets too bad because it's definitely much better to rest more regularly than to overdo it and then crash for like a couple of months like it's just it's just not worth it I think yeah you kind of it's one of those things you get into a rhythm of as well like yeah yeah yeah. like they're really tuning into your body Mm. But at the same time, I feel like I also go on autopilot and I don't think twice about some things because you just become so used to it. Um, But it takes a couple of years probably to get there as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it really doesn't. Like you said, it's just like, it just depends on the day. It depends on Mm -hmm. what's happening. It depends like different situations. Like for me, I thought I was in a pretty good place with giving myself breaks. Like if I started to notice that I was more fatigued um, than normal. I would like slow down. I might reschedule some podcasts. I might do some stuff like that. But then when all this craziness hit and we've been on full lockdown now for Mm. almost maybe a little bit over two months now where I live, um, Mm -hmm. I noticed that like everyone else was like doing things and like um they were like doing blog posts and they were or they were like starting their Mm -hmm. business and all this stuff and I was sitting here and I was like I can't get off the couch (laughs) like why (laughs) is this happening so then I started kind of beating myself up about it because I'm like yeah around all day why can't you what do you mean you need to sit around more (laughs) yes yeah like it's I think there was definitely that culture of like, hey, we're in isolation. You just picked up so much extra free time. Start yeah. a new hobby. Start a business. And um, I mean, that's really great if like 
um, if you can, like that, that's, that's wonderful. Make the most of it. But like, also sometimes like reality is, you, you know, you're just getting by mm. and that's totally fine too, you know, yeah. but I totally, totally get that. Like I just kept thinking of things that I wanted to do. Mm. And um, since like the lockdown like started and then, and then I was like, like lockdown is not that different to like my life. I don't go out that much yeah. anyway. It's not like <laughs> free time. Like I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not that different. I've still got like a bunch of commitments that I've still got it. Like, yeah, it's just like a oh, bit of a reality check. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Like I, I was working remote as it was and I, I still work full time. So I was like, nothing is different. I'm still working 40 Mm -hmm. plus hours a week and then doing all my other stuff. The only thing that's different is I can't go like waste a half hour at like a store. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So are there like any rituals or routines that you like to do either daily or just Mm -hmm. in general that kind of keep you feeling your best? Yeah. Um, definitely I'd say probably two things. I like my top two that I try to incorporate as much as possible. One is now a, I do it every day. So I write down um, at least three things that I'm grateful for. Um, But so I started like bullet journaling for the first time this year. And, um, and some days it can be so hard to think of like three things that I'm like grateful before and so sometimes it's just like if it's been a really bad day it's like well I've had I you know I had a meal and um, yeah. I've got a nice comfy bed you know mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be the most elaborate things but I found that it's really helped me like yesterday was an absolute write-off like it was a horrible day and then when I had to try before I went to bed I was like trying to write think of things to write down and I was like actually despite like the fact it was a bad day there was good parts to it, you know, and it kind of makes you like, it kind of makes me filter for the better things. And I really, really like that habit that I've now got. Um, and it was something that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this, you know, but it was, but I'm really glad because it's definitely, definitely helps me to find the good on the bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is movement. Like mm-hmm. I think exercise is a scary word. Um, yeah. <laughs> But movement is very important, um, especially with the like with pain and things like that. Um, the less I move my body, the worse like it can get, and the tighter my muscles can get, and things like that. And it definitely helps with my blood flow. But like, I'm not talking going for like uh, big walks or anything. Like maximum ten minutes, and also just kind of doing just stretches mm. and just like loosening up the body so it kind of just I'm just in less pain and I just need to do that for like you know even if it's just 10 minutes a day it can make a pretty big difference um but yeah it's something I don't always do every day because um sometimes you know you just kind of don't get around to it um but it's definitely something that couldn't recommend more is moving even if it's just like yeah in my bed um, yeah. doing stretches on my bed. Like it's just, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because that's something I actually 
recently changed. I'm like an avid task list person, which is a whole other podcast of like how insane <laughs> I can be with that. But, um, but I ended up like, you know, I would put ex- exercise a few days a week on my, on my little task list because mm-hmm. I do need to exercise more. I had like extreme intolerance to exercise for over a year where I just would get way too tired. And I used yeah. to be like a weightlifter. So I wanted to like do heavy mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but recently I've been trying to get back into it very slowly, like very light workouts, things like that. But I would notice on the days that I just couldn't exercise, I was really tired or I just couldn't get my brain wrapped around it. um, I would feel so bad about myself. So what I ended up doing was changing, even just in my little task list, changing the word to movement, because that could mean, you know, walking outside in my yard with my dog, or it could mean doing stretches or restorative yoga or- Love restorative um, yoga. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I don't, I'm not a huge yoga person and I found restorative yoga and I was like, yes. (laughs) Same here. It's like the best type of yoga. It's not really, it's not really yoga. No, it's like stretching and laying there. And it's like, it's like meditating with little tiny bits of movement. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an easy version of meditation as well, because it's like you had something else to think about (laughs) Mm -hmm. because like sometimes meditation is just, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But like even just changing, yeah, the word to movement and like, it can be anything. It can be as, you know, if you can go out and do like a spin workout or like a you want to go running for 10,000 miles? Cool. That's great. I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but you can, <laughs> yeah. but movement can also mean like these smaller things that are also really good for your body. Definitely. I feel like, yeah, I definitely put pressure on myself because like, I mean, from when I was working out from bed bound to walking, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I started with just you know, sitting by my bed, moving my legs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was a very slow pro- process. But um, recently when I like stopped walking on a regular basis, um, I kind of forgot that. Like I was just like, well, if I'm not able to do a 15 minute walk outside, then it's not worth me moving today. You know, like it's just like some stupid like construct in my head that I made up that like, I have to be able to go for a very specific amount to walk, you know? And it's like, you just, yeah, don't have to do that. Like, and it's something that you build up to as well. Um, Totally don't, I totally like should. And I I feel, I feel like looking back now, like I, of course I should have known better. It's not something that happens overnight. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it can be so, yeah, it can just be so hard in those moments, especially if it was something that you used to be able to do. I think that's exactly. really hard yeah. too. Cause your brain still like kind of thinks that you can, or you should yeah. be able to, you know, like, of course you should be able to do that. Like yeah. everyone else can do it or something yeah. like that. You know? So yeah. yeah. I definitely. used to be able, I, I remember like one of the first times I worked out after I had at that time taken like three or four months off and I used to be able to live, I mean, I don't know the difference <laughs> in like pounds and stuff, but I used to be able Neither. to basically like twice my body weight. I would oh be able God. to like deadlift because I was very strong. And then I like tried, I like, I was like, okay, I'm not that strong anymore. So I'll take a little bit off. And I'm like, and I couldn't, I couldn't pick anything up and I got so frustrated and I like never wanted to go to the gym again because I couldn't do that. Or, 
Um, and two, like with, with me, I tend to like, if things kind of get out of whack, I'll gain weight really easily. So, um, in the last couple of years, like not being able to work out at the same capacity, I gained weight. Well, with that, like some movements are harder. Like I'm very small, I'm five one. So like any little bit of weight, um, on me, like is so noticeable. And so it's like, oh, like I used to be able to do this, but I can't do that anymore because my body's my body can't do that right now, but it's so hard. Like we talked about earlier, like if, if you were standing in front of me and you were like, yeah, I just like, I can't do this anymore. I'd be like, of course you can't like be nice to yourself. What are you exactly. doing? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, why can't you lift that? <laughs> like, why can't like, you do that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's totally different thing. It's totally different way to speak to somebody else, but yeah, it can be so disheartening though. Like it's, it really is. It is really like, can be so hard to accept at first like it's definitely a process that you go through yeah. yeah yeah it's a like truly when people are like it's a journey it can be so annoying to listen to but yeah and that doesn't mean that like your whole life is gonna suck <laughs> it just means no there's going to be like ups and downs like there's times where I feel like 100% great and I feel healthier than I even did before I was sick because I take better care of myself and then there's days that I don't. So it's just yeah. like continue. Yeah, I definitely – and like when you were saying with that, like you feel healthier, I feel like I've adopted healthier mindsets as well. Like I'm appreciating things more than before I was sick. So, you know, what's the point if you're not appreciating it as much? So it's like you do get blessed in other ways. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you just see the world in a different way, which is really cool, I do have to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say like at the moment with like the whole social isolation and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are going to be seeing the world differently now yeah. as well. So yeah, hopefully um, there'll be more understanding of us out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like people are kind of getting a taste of what some people go through quite often of feeling isolated or um, being too fatigued or too tired or in too much pain to be able to leave their house or they have to work from home or they can't work because of things or they can't go to school, you know, things like Like that. Like options. Yeah. Being really limited and you out of your control. Yeah. Yeah. And like learning to see, yeah, it's cool. Even around my neighborhood, like, I definitely see way more people out for walks and stuff Same. than I did yeah. before. So it's def- it's nice to see. And um, the other day I was driving home and um, I saw these people in the laundromat just dancing. And it's like you wouldn't see that happening at any other time. Yeah, they were just like it was like it was just like a Saturday afternoon, and they were just dancing in the laundromat. And it's like uh, it's just very wholesome to see. But it's like it's so it's like because they finally got out of their house you know like even if it's just to do laundry yeah yeah they're like I'm gonna throw a party in this laundromat (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so if people wanted to find your blog or connect with you online how would they be able to do that um well can find me on instagram it's just Mm -hmm. find your own hope Mm -hmm. and my blog is findyourownhope.com so they're the main places to find me. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? Um, just no matter what stage you're at, I would say 
you know, there is always something that can keep you going. And I named my blog Find Your Own Hope because I had to go out and find it. Like it definitely wasn't something that just kind of landed in my lap or anything. Um, I had to really kind of work to figure out what was going to be my like push in life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just don't give up hope because there's always good days. Even if it's amongst the bad days, there's always good times. Yeah. 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 I love that so much. I think that's so important for people to remember and anyone, whether someone has chronic illness or not or whatever, yeah. like that's important to remember. Cool. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we finally worked it out and the internet stayed okay. Yeah, we worked it out.